0: This is Frontierland with Dr. Dean Allen.
1: It was a welcome like I've never experienced before. I had driven for nearly two hours on a dirt road that took us directly south from Butterworth towards the coast. We were deep in the trans sky. I had arrived in Gunke, the ancestral homestead where Chief McCorma is revered. Makorma was King Nagika's first-born son and a warrior from those frontier wars of the 1800s when the Causa people stood their ground against the might of the British Empire. I had been invited by the descendants of this noble man to tell the story. It was an experience I'll never forget. I first met with Zuki Suakona and her family on the very first day I arrived in Hubeca. I had received a call from her niece, Koleka Makorma, to say that she wanted to meet with me. I didn't know what they wanted from me when I was greeted by these three charming yet reserved Kosa ladies. Zakiswa dressed in traditional attire and her face painted white. Her sister and Kaleka's mother, Nadisa Makorma, had also joined us. It soon became clear that Zakiswa had been following my journey for some time now. Apparently, she is a big Facebook fan. She had identified me as the man who should tell her story, and what a story it is. Enjoy. I must say one of the biggest privileges for me and honours since I've moved to the Eastern Cape is um, being with you guys. Um, for me it was a, an incredible privilege to be invited to help tell your story, uh, what you're doing in terms of heritage, culture and history. Not only connected with uh, Chief Mokoma, but also that part of the Eastern Cape that you, that you come from. Uh, my very first day in Port Elizabeth, we had a meeting, didn't we? Yes, uh, we did. And I think that was that was that was iconic, and it was ironic, really, that uh, we've gone on to form this wonderful relationship. Before we go any further, um, can I ask Mum Chawe how she how she came about me? Because I, um, you know, I'm an Englishman. I I've invest, I've invested my time and life in South Africa, but I just moved to the Eastern Cape, and the first day that I was here, we kind of found each other. Mm. So
2: first of all, uh, her name is Uki Soakona, Kandana, in a village called Gunga, uh, um, she likes to play on her phone, she's not really a Facebook person, but uh, this one day she was just walking through her phone and she went onto Facebook and she saw Dean Allen's name. Mm-hmm and he, and Dean had written something about Chief Makoma so because I don't speak English well I got hold of a child and I said they must call Dean and let him know that I really appreciate him for the fact that he loves Makoma and what he's written about Makoma and I just wanted him to be able to speak to me and see the Makoma that has manifested in
1: 2022 through me it's the power of social media isn't it sometimes uh, when I do my uh, my posts and my stories and uh, something like this this podcast for example you don't know who it's going to reach and for me it was an incredible privilege and an honor when you reached out to me and I realized what you were asking me to do I see myself as the messenger in this mm. story can you just explain what is happening at the moment in terms of commemorating this wonderful uh, chief um, I see Ikmokoma as not only a warrior but I see him as a statesman uh, somebody who symbolized uh, the identity of the of nation back in those days of the frontier wars what is, what it, what is Mama Chow trying to do in terms of achieving um, honoring of his legacy? Mm. So I love the way that people write about him in newspapers
2: especially or in social media everywhere especially during the 9th ninth- of September of every year because it's a commemoration of the day that he uh, was killed and passed. Um, But I would much prefer that people get in touch with me like you've done um, so that they can understand how this Magoma manifests himself through me. And that is how they will understand where his spirit is and where he was going in the future.
1: For me this is a this is a bigger story than just one man. This is about your particular struggle and challenge to bring history alive, to bring it to bring legacy and heritage mm-hmm. to the current generation, mm-hmm. which is I know as a history teacher is quite often a challenge. But can you give us some context in, in the, uh, your community, um, the way people live um, and how they perhaps honour their past in terms of memory and commemoration? So
2: people in my village are talented, they have, been, they have gifts, natural gifts, of being able to work with their hands, dance, traditional dances. But I can see now that they, in spite of the fact that they have this gift, it's not working out as well as what it could be because they don't have a sense of who truly their chief is and talk about that chief Magoma because they only know about his son Gona but they don't understand the importance of understanding Magoma and how he can be a gift to them in order to create a better community and a better nationhood
1: No, certainly, I, I
2: understood that and can you explain... And, that? Sorry, and as a result they, I can see that they are struggling and I wish that perhaps with people, more people talking about Makoma they would have an understanding of who they come from as a nation and therefore they may, they are
1: gifts and talents may then come to fruition. The thing I noticed being welcomed into the community is the incredible spirit of not only friendliness and hospitality that I received in my family um, which which will remain for me forever but I, I noticed that the people seemed to me like they were looking for leadership. Mm-hmm. When Mama Chawi returned back, there was a there was a natural relief or there was an exuberance around the community. Mm-hmm. But can you explain some of the challenges you face, particularly with the men within that mm-hmm. uh, close community, of being women who have now got to this position of leadership within that community and how you've overcome it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a challenge. I had a challenge even
0: when
2: I grew up, even within the family and especially and then also in the community because every time that i walk i go into their spaces it always felt like they were scared of me uh, similarly with the with the community and this is as a result of the fact that people are so not used to hearing the truth they almost don't want to hear it they are so used to being robbed and not being told things in the right way, and because they know that I'm going to tell them the truth they they become scared and I love these people, they are my people um and i want I can't even wait to go back because I can't even see now that I've had to run away that really they are struggling and they need someone like me but i i I really would like to go back so that I can be able to assist
1: them, I can see that they really are struggling. And in terms of being a woman specifically, um, I noticed that that when I was there, that you had various elders coming to you, men who were then offering their hand of friendship, and it looked like there was reconciliation taking place. As a woman, what is the particular challenge within the Mm Kosa community? So she she
2: really, you know, Kosa men in particular... Even the, close, the men of the family, because I'm a woman in a dress, so to speak, um, they don't want to hear anything from me. They would rather not get anything than to listen to me. That's just how bad it is. And all I want is for them to think for their children. Because if I'm, I've got help that I can give them, why are they worried about the fact that I'm a female? I'm a woman. I want to be able to assist them. They all I want is that they must think for future generations and their children because they are the ones that are going to be struggling when they have left
1: this earth. And how can this how can Mama Chawi in particular help them with this message from Makoma The fact that we are now looking at more at our ancestry, we're looking at the, the, the real story, as I said. Um how can she help them in particular? How can she provide tangible help for that community? uh we as the closer, as I'm a closer, okay. we
2: We have a belief system of our customs and traditions, and when you do them properly, these customs and traditions must do something in your body that heals you. It appears to me that right now that is not something that we are doing in a proper way because those customs and traditions are a belief system that we need to live by but it looks like we are not doing that it it almost feels like they they need to, we need to get government agencies to come and explain things come explain how life in a community must be perhaps they may soften and listen if other people are saying things that may make them understand who, because government understands this chief and his uh, bravery, but they don't seem to want to get that. And then also, even even teachers, I mean, t- children, they are a, p- a problem. They don't go to school. You know, we need schools that, perhaps vocational schools where uh, children can learn how to use their hands and so on. Um, and their natural gifts because teachers also go to school to not to teach impart and educate it's almost as if they just go to work because it's
1: so it's gotten so bad now so from what you're saying we're looking at effective leadership we're looking at life lessons we're looking at moral guidance in terms of getting getting a sense of heritage from the past mm. what uh, for example what maccomer stood for and mm. let's face it we look we perhaps look at our history through a, a certain lens but this message that you want to give is to is to help the community understand where they ca- ca- came from and go forward in a stronger way mm. because it's happening everywhere. It's not just happening here in South Africa. I go back to Europe and I can see this sense of community which is being de- eroded and undermined. Is that something that concerns you about certainly the trans sky and the wider of community here in South Africa? Yeah, it's, it's very, very
2: important, this. Uh, the leadership is so, is so important. Even, even, it starts even with the current chiefs that are in the positions. They because chieftainship or royalty is about custom and showing, and you are the head, so you are showing people how things should be done. So, if you want people to uh, plant, um, have animals, chickens, and you know, all sorts of domestic animals that you can um, breed people need to see that from you as the chief. So, chieftainship, people get these positions of chieftainships through the death of their parents, not because they went to any school for it. So, it's and it's important that they, the ones that get these positions, understand that they are not the chiefs, they are children of the chiefs. So, they must then show how chieftainship and
1: the leadership that comes from them will manifest itself in a community and that's why Makoma for you is the is the token of what this what what your belief system stands for mm. what, what do you know and ask Mama Chawi this and yourself it, what do you know about the character of that man of Makoma what he stood for mm. why uh, why is he such a token for you in leading, in, in, in taking this, this initiative and this movement forward? So, oh
2: I don't even know how to explain it, it's, it's actually so beautiful, um, he's, he's loving, he's humble, he can also be uh, quite aggressive um, but he's good with children, he's good with everybody, he's good with all nations. He wants to show success and progress. He loves peace.
1: For me, the irony, but the significance of you approaching me in particular, of course I'm a, I'm a white Englishman. 150 years ago, 170 years ago, Chief Mokoma, his biggest enemy were the English, the empire builders here. Mm. So for me, it's significant that you approach me to have these conversations. Um, But you told me earlier that uh, perhaps it is the outsiders, it is people that are not invested in these communities that are the biggest messengers for your message. How can we change that so that your own people, your own community can understand this and start talking to each other in the way that we have been having these discussions over recent months?
2: In fact, even Lady who Nnedi Goma who is speaking now I also met her when I also didn't, you know, in a way that is different because I did not know her all my life. But Nnedi has taken me from the dust from the bottom and has made me somebody really great. And there are also lawyers from Cape Town that also took me from nowhere and they are going to
0: uh, uh, highlight no, my okay. importance. so even Dean who is
2: a writer a historian he's written other books so i also have hope that he will write About this story This is not the first story That he will have written He's written other stories Given his gift from God So I'm hoping that This story will also Show the world This very gift That I want to share
1: Do you think that The message would be stronger If it came from your own people? So, no, no, no It's so You know Even the fact that We're here
2: with Dean today Is not because of our own doing It's because uh, I asked Collega that when we come to PE that we meet with you, but you are the one that decided that we will have this conversation today, and you're also not doing this out of your own being. It's because my spirit spoke to you to say this is what needs to happen, because um, I'm trying to best I'm trying to best t- uh, explain Is Chile China Samoya is he he moves he moves in the wind in the spirit you know he can come at any time to whomever he wants and for me i think it's therefore so important that it it comes from you not from anybody else because you are the one that we were connected to and that you are the one that actually wants to bring it forward
1: we're not even having to ask you for very much you want to do it well, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to, sh- to share this story and to, to experience through my own eyes um, what you're doing in that community, the fact that you're trying to honor not only the past, but you're trying to make a difference with what's happening today. The question I want to ask, and I've always been interested in this, is somebody who's invested in South Africa since the 1990s, and the fact post-apartheid our history has opened up. I'm also very aware that uh, different communities within South Africa or different ethnic groups record their history in a different way. Now you showed me books recently written on Chief McCorma. Now there's no coincidence that those books were written by white middle-class males who are generally academic, mm. not necessarily who understood the culture and the background of those stories. Can you just explain for people who, who are not aware, traditionally how are stories and information passed down through the generations within your culture?
2: Uh what she's saying is that Makoma, if you, you don't do what he needs to do or what needs to be done, if he did not send you or ask you to do it. And so, you know, and the difficulty and the confusion with Makoma is that his story starts from the fact that he did not get the kingship. Because he was not his mother was not was was not royal, so therefore he didn't get the kingship now and now obviously they obviously they're kings, and they won't be able to also tell his story because they have not been asked to and so this is what is going to be so difficult in a sense because um it will be difficult in a sense because the people need to be asked by magoma himself and so it's going to be difficult because now people are not going to understand when the story comes from her when she's not a chief even although her father is of royalty and therefore she is also royal
1: so there's that lineage of that passing down so in your culture is it through storytelling? Is it through different generations f- passing these stories from one to another because in in white western world mm. culture we 're very good at recording we 're mm. writing we keep records we write books but it's it 's different here mm. isn 't it yeah. in the past,
2: you elderly people were the people who had the the information about particular families and what has happened. So, those elderly people would sit next to the crawl and they would share these stories. Those mm. people are not there anymore. You know. mm. mm.
0: mm.
2: I suspect. Mm. No, it's so difficult Why? now because people honestly don't tell the truth. You know, I mean, right now there's a. There's an issue of the Kona royal family, you may, Dean, come to the village and see an elderly person and they may say to you they're in the Kona royal family, meantime they are not.
1: You know, so it's really difficult now. It's about this kind of honour and moral uh, guidance that uh, the traditions have been lost uh, and I get the sense of that's what Mama Chawi and yourself are so passionate about. Um, can you just explain your current position? Because you're now going to go back to Johannesburg, <laughs> where you work as a professional. You're you're you a, you're a head of HR in a big company. You come back to the Trans Guide, but I can see this is your home. This is your spiritual place. Mm. How do you how do you um, balance those mm. two lives?
2: Um, it's interesting because Mam Chawe spoke about how she's always felt this and has known this as a child. Similarly, uh, although I was not born in the same area, in fact, I, wasn't bo- I was born here in PE, um, and my and my father, my th- parents lived in what was termed the old Siskay. But whenever we did ceremonies at home, I would listen to the way that my father would praise Magoma with all his praise names and I remember how I would go and sit on the side and you know like recite what he had said you know because I loved the way that he said it. Um, So it felt it felt as if I was also chosen Um, at that time. I was chosen I suppose before I was even born that this is the work that I would do and that uh, now when I met Mam Chawe. Even when I met Mam Chawe for the first time, and I, I was also connected to matters of the spirit, in spite of the fact that I, I got an education and was able to get to a professional level. Mam Chawe always explains it and says that um, I, she wasn't given an education. She was, not that she couldn't do it, but spiritually her gift had to take over. And on the other hand, I was given an education and a means to be able to then support her. And so my role, in spite of the fact that I'm professional, I also know that I have a spiritual role, and that is to support her to get to where we need to be. Because I wouldn't be where I am at, uh, in a professional sense, I suppose, if I didn't do the work that I'm doing to support her in a spiritual sense, in other means, financial and 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 psychologically and otherwise, you know, um, we we you know, Malgoma was a twin. Actually, uh, we don't know much about his twin, and so we always find that um, things for him happen in pairs, you know, because we represent uh, the our ancestors who were Malgoma children, Gona and Machikana was my particular ancestor, hers is corner, And we, the two of us, and so we know that our fathers um, also, you know, work, are working in tandem. This is why that we are working together now uh, in this. So I've always felt that there's, I couldn't be where I am at. And this gift and the blessings I have are through my doing what Makoma wants me to do that's not always something that uh, even my biological family understand Uh, but for me it's about my gift my my spiritual understanding of my role in my life and my purpose you know we always talk about purpose and my purpose is to assist and support in the quest to
1: Give recognition and to uplift the legacy of Mangon. For me uh, to be there uh, recently at the homestead to see wonderful members of the community, for you to ask me to say some words um, was a, was an honour and a privilege. But what I saw was a real authenticity, a real uh, a passion for for not only yourselves as as I suppose community leaders, but also for me to look at the young people and to watch them listen and look and watch what was happening during these these ceremonies and it was all about tradition it was all about the date and honouring the past now we are next year looking at this time next year we're looking at the 150th anniversary of Chief Macquammer's death for those that know their history Chief Macquammer was imprisoned by the British at Robin Island we know Madiba in more recent times the more famous uh, prisoner of that island and now he died as an old man um, in solitary confinement um, for for a man of his status and and, uh, achievements, of course, Uh, that's something that needs needs writing about and honouring. So what is your hope for the future? uh, Not only uh, how are we going to commemorate the 150th uh, anniversary of his passing, but more importantly, how are we going to use his memory, what he stood for, and also the traditions of the community but the wider cause a nation in building towards a future to to actually provide that leadership to provide that moral compass that you are uh, so passionate about within that so can you just to summarize where are we going to go from now with this message
2: mm. next year next year uh, when we said commemorate and celebrate that 150th anniversary we will do so with her leadership, traditional leadership position having been
0: one. Um,
2: even the community will have come back to us and support us. And I also want to say that even the family that's not currently supporting us would also be back to support us there were those that obviously were not with us that will come through but those that have been supporting us in this quest before will have to support us in taking this process forward and those that were not with us will obviously have to watch and see what we do because they were not there and then thereafter then everybody as a nation can then move forward so the biggest thing for myself and her is that we mustn't get tired. We must be seen as the leaders that we are uh, and and continue this. We cannot ever tire of it. We are always going to have to be working hard at doing this. This is an ongoing journey. Because Makoma is ahead of us, he's the one that's leading us, and we will follow. We will follow him.
1: Well, I, for one, um, as I said, thank you for inviting me to be part of this journey. Thank you for telling your story. Um, I, I've seen it with my own eyes. Uh, you inspire people. You inspire your community. And for me, this is history being used in the right way. It's 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 it's, it's um, celebrating our traditions. Uh, let's not forget we are we are talking about a warrior here, someone who was involved in war, someone who was involved in conflict. But I think the fact that he was, what he stood for in terms of defending his land, defending the community, um, is is something that I hope that is explained and revered in in years to come as we face a new South Africa, of course, together. And for me, it's all about telling our stories from a different different perspective, there's nothing mm. wrong with that, mm. but it's appreciating each mm. other's stories and realizing we're all part of the sh- same nation, mm. we're all part of the same land. Mm. This land as we, that we're sitting in now, the Eastern Cape, the mm. frontier, mm. blood has been spilt, mm. but these relationships and these hierarchies that have been formed have shaped where we are today. So again I can only just say thank you for trusting me with this story for sharing it with our our listeners today because this is something I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't realize that uh, out there in the trans sky we have these communities with such rich rich heritages but we need people like yourselves to bring this to uh, to the awareness of of others Mm -hmm. and I would just like to say would you to give a final message to people who are listening I mean how can they follow this journey so Dean it almost feels
2: it, it, it. We don't. We're so humbled that you are thanking us because you should. Actually, we should actually be the ones that are thanking you so much. So for that, we are eternally grateful. There are many people who are interested in the story of Magoma. Even on social media, I'm seeing how you know people are talking about Magoma. I've called people in. Dandana, people in Johannesburg who have been interested in this story so what's important is that whatever visions we may have we want to be able to share them with you and whatever visions you may have we want you to share them with us so that we can take the story forward because we know that we can't take the story ahead on our own Um, we appreciate you Um, you can see even from the way that you are that uh, not only are you a good looking man but you're a You're talented and gifted and blessed. And so your visions and your thoughts about how best we could do this, we will share with you
1: and we will also share ours and we can see how we can take this message forward. You are too kind, by the way. And uh, uh, ladies, I will uh, I will pay you that money later <laughs> than I owe you for saying such wonderful things. But uh, joking aside, this has been an incredible journey we've been on together, and we'll, we'll continue to walk this journey. And we look forward to next year, especially for the 150th celebrations and for sharing this this story. Because, as like I said, as a writer and a historian, and some, somebody who's privileged enough to do a podcast like this. This is a a way of sharing our stories, not only as Eastern Cape people, but also as South Africans, because we all have a vested interest in this country going forward, don't we? Thank you so much for your time today. It's a pleasure. Thank you. you.
0: That was Frontierland with Dr. Dean Allen. For more podcasts, visit algoafm.co.za.